Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Don Smith Show, where it's okay to be a conservative. And now here's your host, Don Smith. Hey, thank you, Brad Smith, for that great introduction. And thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in today for another Don Smith Show, where it's always okay to be a conservative. Hey, we've got a great lineup here on the program today. We are going to spend the next two hours talking about nothing but the coronavirus. Dun, dun, dun. Just kidding. I think probably you're probably sick of hearing about it all, too. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But what we've got on the program here today is my CPAC interview with my pillow CEO, Mr. Mike Lindell. Great interview. We wanted to kind of play that again just because it was kind of hard to hear when we were sitting there on Radio Row. We're just the little guy with the podcast, so I don't have all the fancy equipment and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you'll hear this a lot more clear than you did during that broadcast. Also, my good friend, he is the editor of peoplespunditdaily.com. Mr. Richard Ferris is back. We'll talk about all the latest news. And he is the congressional candidate for the first district in the great state of Pennsylvania. His name is Andy Meehan. He also joins me on the program here today. So we've got a lot of stuff to cover here. Uh, just a little bit of time to do it, folks. You know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen... Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Ah, yes, indeed, and we are ready to rumble. So, kind of, you know, here's how my day's gone so far. Uh, got off the plane about 40 minutes ago, about uh, 25 minutes away from the airport. So, just got home just in time to be with you fine folks and put on another episode of the Don Smith Show. So, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, life's been pretty crazy lately, and I'm doing a lot of stuff here, obviously, on the campaign up in uh, the Detroit area, so go to lemotocongress.com, check it out, and also we'll talk to Andy Meehan, who I just kind of joined his team here this week as well, and this is to help him win the first congressional district in the great state of Pennsylvania, so uh, a lot of stuff going on, really exciting, uh, a lot of news coming up here, I got all right, so I got to tell you my story. Uh, as you all know, I've had uh, Ted Nugent on the program a number of times. And uh, this week, I actually got an invitation to meet with him uh, this coming Tuesday at his ranch in the great state of Texas. So really looking forward to that. Uh, that's that's going to be amazing. Uh, I've never actually met the man in person. So great opportunity to sit down with him. Uh, we're going to talk about politics, and I'm sure we'll probably talk a little hunting. We might even do a little hunting. So kind of going there. Uh, not knowing exactly what the agenda is, but it is Ted's agenda, so whatever it is, I'm going to roll with it. So pretty exciting for me, uh, again, a chance to meet with the guy, and really looking forward to that. And then on Wednesday, before I leave Texas, uh, I've got an interview with Colonel Alan West, who 
a great guy, uh, just a, a true patriot as well. So two really cool days in a row, and then come back here and get ready to fly to New York City Thursday and Friday night for an amazing event on socialism versus capitalism. There's going to be a panel up in New York City. Hopefully it doesn't get canceled. All the panic here with the coronavirus. I know I said I wouldn't mention it much, but we won't talk about it much. We'll talk about it just a little bit and maybe in a little bit different terms than the panic-stricken stuff you're hearing on the media. I don't know. I'm personally getting a little bit sick and tired of it. Kind of even had to turn off Fox News last night from the hotel room. So great to have you all here. Again, a great lineup. Mike Lindell, Richard Barris, Andy Meehan. uh, Really looking forward to that and hope you are as well. You know, I guess let's just get this out of the way right now. To me, this is just, it's pure panic. This is, uh, I think it's a little bit more of the not to be the conspiracy theory kind of thing, but I think it's more of the orange man bad. I think it all kind of falls under that category. Oh my God, President Trump didn't, he didn't prepare for an unknown virus because most presidents, I mean, have warehouses. I'm sure Bernie Sanders has a warehouse full of test kits right now for the next unknown virus. Yes, you can't really do that because it's, well, unknown. But anyway, um, we saw this wild ride here over the last few weeks, uh, three weeks now with the stock market. Big bounce back yesterday. I thought the press conference was brilliant, um, bringing the experts out, also bringing in folks from the private sector and uh, talk about what's going on, what they're doing, and, and how we're going to take care of all this stuff. So just a reminder, there's, uh, we don't want to see anybody die from anything for that matter. Um, but to my knowledge, I don't have the latest numbers. Again, I just got, just got in, so maybe there's been more reported, but somewhere in the vicinity of 30 deaths from uh, the coronavirus here in the United States, over 10,000 from the flu, uh, from the normal flu. How often are you hearing about that? How often is the media, oh my God, how often do you see the stock market take the wild ride that it took over, over 10,000 deaths? The answer, of course, is you don't, because like it happens every year. So You know, should we be concerned? Should we wash our hands? Should we take all the advice that's out there? Yes, we absolutely should. Should we freak everybody out? I would say not. As I mentioned, I just got off off an airplane from Detroit uh, to Jacksonville, Florida here just a little bit ago. Plane was full. Um, My flight yesterday morning to Detroit, plane was full. So fortunately, we haven't completely freaked out the entire country. Ran across a couple people who are also freaked out by it all. They're buying into all the hype. Um, but I ran into a lot more people who aren't. <laughs> they think it's, well, a lot of hype. And like me, they're sick and tired of hearing non-stop reports about it. So uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I think we're the United States of America, man. I don't know what to tell you. We're, we're going to figure this thing out. We're going to all get through it. Um, but certainly wash your hands. Do all the things that they're talking about doing Um, But maybe, I don't know, maybe you don't have to go to Walmart and fill up three shopping carts full of toilet paper. That might be just a tad excessive, just saying. So, you know, what I noticed on this whole thing, you know, we live in a world where, I mean, there's always politics in pretty much everything you look at, right? This is just, I mean, this is just to a hyper level um, that I have not seen before. And just every single, I watched Bernie Sanders' speech the other day and, First, okay, first, first thing the guy says, right? The guy's been in, what, he's been, a, uh, he's been in politics for like 137 years or something like that. I don't, don't quote me. I'm not sure about that exact number, but it seems that that's about how long it's been. First thing he says in his 40-minute speech, 40 minutes, first thing he says is, this is not the time to be listening to politicians. Then he went on for 39 more minutes 
Senator Sanders telling us what we all should be doing. Here's what everybody should be doing in every single aspect of this uh, situation. Every single aspect of it somehow just magically ties into his talking points. It's just fascinating because, of course, only rich people are getting tested and uh, only rich people are getting good health care and only rich people, blah, 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 blah. This is a multimillionaire who owns three homes. And again, Senator Bernie Sanders. Then he went on to do, let's see, he tied it into the fact that uh, national health care, right? It's because the reason that the coronavirus has hit the United States of America, according to Bernie Sanders, the socialist, is because we don't have nationalized health care. Um, apparently, Bernie hasn't heard of a little country called China. See, China has nationalized health care. Um, might want to look up the number of deaths and compare them to the number of deaths in this country. Again, we don't want to see anybody die of anything but it's also it's a part of life. Unfortunately, it's the end part, but uh, it is what it is. So, yeah, I'm not sure that you can really make the case that nationalized health care would prevent it since that's where it started in a communist country that has nationalized health care. You get the connection. I think you do. Uh, but, yeah, it's got nothing to do with rich people. It's got nothing to do with nationalized health care. Um, and I think Bernie, the, the one thing Bernie said that to me was infinite wisdom was this. This is not the time to be listening to politicians. He went on for 39 more minutes explaining why you should listen to him, Senator Bernie Sanders. And then, they, you know, and then we're watching the Nancy Pelosi stuff and the Chuck Schumer and um, just it, it's just nonstop idiocy is what it is. Right. Uh, you know, well, so one of the pers- one of the people I talked to yesterday that that is a little freaked out by the whole thing and, you know, thinks this could possibly be a precursor to the end of civilization one of the points made was this. The point made was that, well, look at Joe Biden. He's canceling all his speaking engagements. He's canceling all his speeches. And I said, yeah, see, okay. So maybe there's a connection to this whole thing. Again, not doing the conspiracy thing, but maybe, just maybe, there's a connection to why Bernie or Joe Biden, who's now the front runner, looks like he'll be the eventual nominee. We can't call it yet, but uh, it's really shaping up that way. Perhaps Joe Biden is limiting his speech and using the coronavirus and the panic to justify not saying, I don't know, maybe it's stuff like this. South Carolina is going to determine who the next president of the United States is going to be. You really are. You're the ones that sent Bill Clinton to the presidency, and you're the ones that sent Barack Obama to the presidency. And I have a simple proposition here. I'm here to ask you for your help. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other guy. Give me a look, though, okay? That's all I've really got to say to you. I'm about, I got two minutes and 30 seconds left. I'm looking at the clock down here. So, I don't know. You know, I'm just saying um, coronavirus or, I don't know, maybe you want to talk less because when you do talk, you say things like this. All right, Chuck. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, it's Chris. But anyway, I just did Chris. No, no, I, I, I just did Chuck. I tell you what, man, these are back-to-back. Anyway. No, it's okay. I tell you what, man, these are back to back, you know, and I got this coronavirus thing going on, and it's really messing up my life and forcing me, I don't know, to say things like this. By the way, it's my little sister, Valerie, and I'm Jill's husband. Oh, no, this is the, oh, you switched on me. This is my wife. This is my sister. They switched on me. 
I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it's your call. I just, we kind of just report the things here, but maybe it has absolutely nothing to do with the coronavirus. <laughs> maybe it has to do with the guys like doesn't seem to know where he's at. Maybe it has to do with the fact that he doesn't know the difference between his wife and his sister. Maybe it's the difference because he thinks Chris Wallace is named Chuck. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but those are probably a conspiracy theory, but I think it probably benefits Joe Biden to have some kind of a major situation going on. But what it's really done is this. It's tanked the economy. Okay, so we're seeing this. We're seeing and I mean, that's probably too harsh. Hasn't tanked it. So wild ride on the, on the stock market. On, uh, and we're watching that and everybody sees that and it creates panic. Um, but if you really think about it, I guess I, I, you look at it this way, too. Look at the, uh, they had these CEOs on yesterday, right? So supplying paper products. And again, because you probably shouldn't go to Walmart and fill up three carts full of toilet paper. I don't know, just saying, um, I mean, I don't know what, what your situation is, but that's kind of an excessive amount, just saying. But people are sure selling stuff, which means there's going to be more manufacturing, which means actually uh, this kind of kind of levels out, right? At some point, those people with three cartfuls of toilet paper are going to run out and need more toilet paper, you know, sometime in the next couple years anyway. Um, so there's going to be more manufacturing to restock the shelves. In a way, the, uh, maybe this is a boon to the economy. Maybe people are buying things that they normally don't buy, uh, you know, cases full of hand sanitizer and um, that they'll be using for the rest of their lives. But, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, we're the United States of America. We're going to figure it out. The economy is going to be fine. And maybe it's ill-timed. You know, I think the timing is really everything. And then when you're Nancy Pelosi's and you're Joe Biden and, and Senator Bernie Sanders, he says, don't listen to politicians. The timing could have been better for him. I mean, because it's going to be pretty hard for them to drag this thing out all the way through to the election. Um, but these are people that, that seriously, they seriously want to see the American people suffer. When you listen to the left, they're not talking about, hey, okay, you know, we, you're not hearing a lot of empathy, a lot of sympathy, a lot of caringness from these people. What you're hearing is, is glee and excitement. This is great. The president is really screwing this up. This is absolutely fantastic. Um, so you can make your own calculations based on that. You can figure out exactly how this is working out based on that whole thing. So anyway, that is my coronavirus Stuff. And we're going to kind of pretty much with the fact of, well, I'm sure we'll touch on it a couple more times in the show, but you didn't tune in for two hours of coronavirus coverage. You could get that anywhere. That's why you're listening to the little guy with the podcast right now. So let's get into some other things. Um, you know, the media, this, the, the media hype over this. And this is what we always must understand. We must always understand that this is what they're going to do. This is, this is they feed off of this stuff. This is the stuff that sells. Right. I mean, you could sit around and you could listen to about, oh, oh, my God, everybody's going to die and it's the end of the world. And it's, you know, it's the whole global warming thing, right, where the whole planet is going to come. Everything's going to come to an end here in like seven, eight years. And so really, it really I want to ask those people, does it really matter? I mean, isn't it wouldn't this be like the greatest thing ever for planet Earth? Because the, the, the problem is always the same, right? There's too many people. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, you can listen to Bill Gates says it. Listen to Ted Turner, who nobody should have more kids. He's got four, but he's Ted Turner and you're not. But wouldn't this be great for the planet? I mean, if, I mean let's say it wipes out half of the population on the planet. The planet would, we'd probably have them 14 years left, right? 
So I'm just saying, nobody wants to see that, but, well, <laughs> I can't even say that either. Maybe some people do want to see it. I don't want to see it, but uh, maybe there are people out there that do. But the whole thing's craziness. It's insanity, but it sells. Uh, it's clickbait is the new terminology we use for that kind of stuff, and um, enough already. Enough already. Everybody just take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Don't put yourself in bad situations. Uh, if you know you got something, don't go out and spread it around. I guess that's the... That's the big thing. I heard from a lot of people. Hey, you were at CPAC and there was somebody at CPAC. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, there was a lot of people at CPAC and I don't know. Um, I seem to be fine. So far, so good. Uh, Hope you're all doing great too. Hope you don't have any family members that are sick as well. But let's get into some news because this is one thing that's happening about everything that's being discussed. Everything that's being talked about is this has really taken the wind out of the sails for the left when it comes to, I mean, they're trying to win the presidency, right? So now there's very little uh, airtime. The only thing they can do is come on and talk about how Trump's bungled the entire thing. And, and uh, I mean, that's really all they've got going on. You stick on, I got, okay, let me do one more thing on this because I think this is really important. And this really surprised me. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we've got an event coming up next week. We're going to be in New York City, uh, capitalism versus socialism, a really cool thing. Um, put together on this from the Financial Policy Council, uh, which is Ziad Abdelnour, if you haven't heard of him, uh, kind of check that out and see what he's got going on. Because if you're in New York City, it's a really cool thing to go to. Uh, going to be a great event. So we're all kind of sitting around watching what's new, because you figure New York City is going to be the lead in this, right? It's either going to be New York City or the state of California. So I'm waiting for Bill de Blasio, because we already had Governor Cuomo come out and you know, shut things down, Broadway's shut down, a lot of things, a lot of concerts and all those kind of things. Restaurants are shutting down. So I'm waiting for, uh, waiting for uh, um, de Blasio, <laughs> name escaped me for a second, waiting for de Blasio to come in and put his stamp on this thing because he can't be outdone by the governor and you know, he's got to let everybody know he runs the city. He's actually resisting on this. So he's refused to close down all the schools um, and he's getting a lot of pressure from the unions, which of course are, you know, are their friends. And here's just a little story that was on here earlier today on foxnews.com. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio doubled down Friday in his decision not to shut down public schools, despite increasing pressure to do so from teachers' unions and other Democratic politicians. We shut down the school system. We might not see it for the rest of the school year. We might not see the beginning of the new school year, and that weighs heavily on me, the mayor said, according to the New York Times. So I got to say, bravo to the guy. I mean, I think I personally think it's overreacting to do that, and uh, yeah, I got to give him a little bit of a kudos for that because uh, we're just seeing too much panic. That's all there is to it. So anyway, back to the news. Uh, you know, it, it, I keep saying that, back to the news, right? And then every single thing you read is coronavirus. So uh, that's, that's the kind of panic that I'm talking about. That's the fact that um, there's just too much. It's just too much. There's too much hype. There's, we really don't know a lot of things about this. And you can read one story from one doctor who says it's the end of the world, and then you read another one from another one saying this is a bunch of hype. Um, it's being way overblown. Again, planes were full yesterday. The plane was full today. Um, I imagine the plane will be full Monday as I fly out of Texas, Wednesday when I fly home, Thursday when I fly to New York City, and Friday when I, Saturday when I fly home from that. So uh, I'll give you updates on that. Of course, we will be back here next Saturday going to be a really great show. Uh, I'll get some kind of interview here with Ted Nugent while I'm with him. Also have a new interview from Colonel Alan West as well. And 
um, time to get other great guests on too. So you definitely want to be here next Saturday at noon Eastern time uh, for a great show. But so here we're watching and uh, talking about the process and how this is kind of gumming up the works for everybody on the left trying to run for presidency. Um, the this is see this is what they what happened to them during the impeachment, right? So you had the impeachment thing going on. And it completely sucked all the oxygen out of the room. So everybody was nonstop, coverage on TV nonstop. Uh, every news break was about the impeachment hearings, and it kind of shut them, all, shut them all down. So here's another situation where they're kind of shut down, right? I mean, Bernie, can, you, can only come, you can only go out and make so many speeches about not listening to politicians, even though you're Senator Bernie Sanders. Did I mention that? I think I might have. You can only say that. You can only complain and, and bemoan things for so many times. But think about this for a minute. The people who are doing this, the Elizabeth Warrens, the Bernie Sanders, the, the Joe Bidens, these are lifelong politicians blaming somebody who is not a lifelong politician, somebody who's spent now less than four years as a politician. These are lifelong people. Bernie Sanders, again, 137 years. Joe Biden, yeah, probably the same amount, 137. Elizabeth Warren's got to have 70, 80 years right, in, in public service. So, so why were we ill-prepared? If, if this is the claim, why were we ill-prepared? I mean, they were there. They were there long before 2016. They were there long before the inauguration of President Donald Trump. So why weren't we prepared? Like I said, do you think Bernie somewhere got like this hidden stockpile of test kits? And if he does, why isn't he breaking them out? Because that would make him look bad. And, you know, yeah, even though it's just all a bunch of bunk. I think the whole thing is and just tired of, of all the hype and all the things that are going on that are freaking people out. So a lot of other stuff going on around the world. Um, aside from this, we're just not hearing about it, and uh, I think that's really sad. But let's talk about a few things. A lot of campaigns going on around this country, and, and, and I'm really happy to see the turnouts that President Trump is getting in primaries, running uncontested. I mean, there were a few you know uh, opponents at the very beginning that announced, but they didn't make it. But really, look at the numbers that are going on. As these primaries are going on, everybody's focused on did Bernie win, did Biden win. Um, Biden's winning most of them now. But look at the numbers that this guy is racking up across the country. Again, uncontested, really no reason for – I mean, there is. But, but typically, it would be seen as no reason for the Republicans to show up and spend the time – it's not like, you know, it's not like uh, you pick up your phone and punch a couple numbers and you vote it, right? I mean, you've got to physically go somewhere. Uh, you've got to put some effort into it. So I'm really heartened to see the enthusiasm on the right when it comes to this election process, this, this election cycle. But I want to remind everybody, there's, it's, there's presidents like, like Michigan. So Michigan just had its uh, presidential primary. A lot of people showed up. A lot of people showed up and voted for uh, President Donald Trump. A lot of Republicans that, again, really didn't need to vote. He's the guy. There's no, not going to be a contested convention. But there's also the primary, the real primary. So there's a Republican primary uh, in the state of Michigan. It's August 4th. Um, it's coming up here pretty quick for one of my guests here today, Mr. Andy Meehan. We're like five weeks away, uh, I think, on that one. So it's really important that you get out there and you vote for those. I mean, this, this election is going to be a lot about Donald Trump versus whoever, probably Biden. But you've got to remember, you've got people running in your local area. So check him out. Uh, Andy Meehan, who we're going to bring on here, is running against a rhino, somebody who's really stood against President Trump on a number of occasions. But it's really important to drive that out and say, okay, I'm going to find out more about this guy. Um, and, uh, and if I like this guy, I've got to get out and vote. 
Because if not, the incumbent always wins. You, you look at people like uh, John McCain, I mean, the ultimate in rhinos, and, and not to speak ill of the dead, but hey, um, he spoke ill of us how many times now when he was alive. So you've got to check these people out because that's how people like that stay in power. Because people go, well, yeah, nobody's going to beat that guy anyway. He's the incumbent. He's got all the money. He's got the support of the party. He's got all these things going for him. This is your time to get out there and make a difference. So just the importance of voting, can't stress it enough. Again, really happy to see the number of people on the right showing up and um, putting a vote in for President Donald Trump. But you've also got to support your local uh, true conservatives. I think, you know, this president needs more friends in in Congress. He needs more friends. He needs more friends in the Senate and the House. Let's face it. He really does. So the best way you can support this president is a great. You showed up in Michigan and you voted for the president there. But show up on August 4th, too, and put your vote down. In that case, I'm a little biased. Uh, Al Lemo to Congress certainly uh, hope everybody does that as well. So one of my reasons for the trip up there, we're putting together a a marketing plan. We're going to get on, like, the local Fox News, uh, get some commercials on there for our candidate because it's all about name recognition, which is really difficult to do. Um, if you're a candidate that doesn't have any money, any funding and things like that, it's really tough to get that name recognition. And that's why we, we highlight some of these people here on the program, uh, including my guest, Andy Meehan, who will be uh, coming up in just a little bit here. But just really important to get involved. Find out who's running. Even I mean, even check out the judges. Because that can make a huge difference as well when it does get to the general election and it's time to vote in November. Know who you're voting for is so super important. Just don't know the president. Just check, you know, all this and um, and just willy-nilly fill the thing out. It's really important to know who you're voting for. What will they support? Do they do they have the values you have? Um, how have they voted in the past when it comes to judges and things like that? You can find that out. Find out about the uh, sheriff. I mean, it, all these things are truly important. And just want to, I'll get off the soapbox now, but just wanted to point that out because I really strongly believe in all those things. And, uh, and I think it's just, it's important. This, this, is why we, this is why we vote. I mean, this, this is really what it all comes down to do. And, and uh, just excited that we've got all this going on here. I love election years. I hope you do as well. So a little bit about this. And this isn't, this really, this story is not about so much the coronavirus. This is, the, this is the orange man bad stuff. This is what we've been hearing all along. So you had Brooke Baldwin. Uh, what is she, MSNBC? I'm not even sure where, where she's at now. It really doesn't matter, right, because they're all kind of the same at this point. But just listen to how they push this. If you saw the press conference the other day, you saw the reporter stand up and say, well, isn't it selfish for you to not get tested, you know, because you're around a lot of people? And this is all they've got. Right. I mean, this is really all they've got. So here was Brooke Baldwin on the air the other day. And here's her attempt to demean the president, to, to make it all about him. It's all his fault. It's, and he doesn't care about people and it, all these other things. Here was her first attempt at it. I'll say, Brooke, that actually just moments ago I got off the phone with an infectious disease expert, and she said that at her hospital, even if you've been possibly exposed, even if you just got off a plane from Italy, if you don't have symptoms, they don't want to test you, even if you might have been exposed, as perhaps the president was. So what he's saying actually jives with what doctors are telling me. So this was the professional that she brought on. Now, Brooke Baldwin had uh, asked one of those leading questions. Isn't the president really putting people in danger because, you know, he's not getting tested? And, and this, this is great. 
This is so cool because you've got all these doctors out here now who are coming back and saying, no, actually, he's doing it right. He's doing the right thing and uh, just not really working out for the media. Usually it does. We, we've always played the clip of the wrap-up smear by Nancy Pelosi and how the media gets involved and then they market it and they make money off of it. But see, Brooke was like, I can't let this go. I've got to try it again. So here was her second attempt. Let me just get your thoughts. Should he get tested? I agree with the president. If he has no symptoms, there's no reason to test, uh, to test him. Without symptoms, I don't think people need to be tested. And if the White House doctor says you're fine, you don't have any symptoms, you don't need to be tested, I agree with the White House doctor. <laughs> now, the greatest part of all of this is to watch the look, because they always do the split screen, right? So you just watch the look on her face. She just had two experts on in this over this 10-minute period where she was saying, well, the president's an idiot. He, he should get tested. Why isn't he getting tested? Two experts who say, and, and these aren't people that voted for Donald Trump. They wouldn't be on the show if they did. They wouldn't be on the network if they did, right? I mean, we all know this. So two experts come on and say, mm, yeah, I think he's handling it perfectly. So uh, I just love this. This is a great time to be alive and, and involved in politics. Talk about this a lot on the program. I've watched my whole life. I have watched the left control the messaging, right? They control everything. Not, not anymore. And, and, they, and they firmly believe that they're entitled to do that, right? I mean, it's always been what they've done. It's their job to control what people think. They've even said it. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that is, the, that is yeah. our job. That is our job. But do you hear what she said at the beginning there? He could have completely undermined the message. This, this is what we're really facing. When we talk the right versus the left, this is what we're really talking about. We're talking about entitlement. Why do you think all the candidates on the left are talking about free stuff and you get this and you get that and free health care and free education and free everything? And not only do they tell you you're going to get free stuff if you elect them, you're entitled to it. This is a human right. Free health care is a human right. See, nothing's free. See, we're conservatives and we know that nothing's free, number one. We also know that it's not actually a human right. It's not a constitutional right. In no way are we guaranteed to get free health care. In no way are we guaranteed to get free education. And then we're not talking about the free education. We're not talking about going to grade school, high, junior high, high school. We're talking about a college degree. You are entitled to a college. No, you're not. No, you're not. Nor do you need to have a college degree. There are many, many successful people who do not have one. Just saying, big difference between the right and the left. Stick around. We will be right back after this with my good friend, the editor from PeoplesPunditDaily.com, Mr. Richard Barris. In salute to those who've protected us and our families, we'd like to return the favor. Military veterans and their families get 30 days free and 15% off LifeLock identity theft protection.
shape the best sleep of your life. Sleep Number Beds with Sleep IQ technology adjust any way you want it. The bed that moves you, only at a Sleep Number store. Let's say you need to take care of legal matters. Wouldn't it be nice if there was an easier, less expensive option than using a traditional lawyer? Well, LegalZoom came up with a better way. We took the best of the old and combined it with modern technology. Together, you get quality services on your terms with total customer support. LegalZoom documents have been accepted in all 50 states, and they're backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to LegalZoom.com today and see for yourself. It's law, but just makes sense. Wouldn't it be nice if there was an easier, less expensive option than a traditional lawyer? At LegalZoom, you get personalized services for your family and your business that's 100% guaranteed. So go to LegalZoom.com today for personalized, affordable legal protection. Been looking for an online gathering place? You know, a familiar screen does everything you're used to, except give you grief for being a conservative? You've got to try the Tea Party community. At TPC, you'll know how everything works from the very first minute, and you'll probably find a lot of friends who are already there. Organize, communicate, share ideas, upcoming events, pictures and videos. The Tea Party community connects and empowers like-minded, politically conservative people. Like you, sign up today at teapartycommunity.com. Building owners, you got to clean up your act. You got to retrofit. You got to save energy. If you don't do it by 2030, there will be serious fines as high as a million dollars or more for the biggest buildings. And this mandate is going to guarantee that we reduce emissions. We're going to ban the classic glass and steel skyscrapers. enough there that any other person who has um, engaged in those acts um, would certainly uh, have been indicted. In the fight not only to defeat Trump and his racism and his sexism and his homophobia, this is a time for the American people to come together in the fight for economic justice social justice, racial justice, and environmental justice. And that is, that is what this campaign is about. I think most Americans, not just Democrats, would agree with it. We all, anybody who's got a half a brain, agrees that there is climate change and that human activity has caused it. And we better do something about it or we're going to be cooked, or certainly our children are going to be cooked. Just because I work at home doesn't mean I want to look like I do. That's why I'm building my corporate image with a Regis virtual office. I simply use one of Regis's 750 high-profile business addresses as my own. My calls are answered by a professional receptionist in my company's name. And when I need to meet, Regis offers conference rooms and furnished offices. With all this and more from just $150 a month, that works for me. So try it today, and you'll even get one month free. Just call 888-OFFICES or visit Regis.com. That's R-E-G-U-S.com. Hi, this is former Congressman, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Alan West. Hi, this is Benny Shapiro, New York Times bestselling author of Bullies. Hi, I'm Charlie Daniels, and I'm on the Don Smith Show, where it is okay. In fact, it's wonderful to be a conservative.
back to the show again. My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell. We've got Andy Meehan running for Congress in the 1st District in the great state of Pennsylvania. But right now, it is my pleasure to bring on my next guest. He is the editor of PeoplesPunditDaily.com. You know him, you love him, Rich Barris. Hey, Rich, welcome back to the show. <laughs> hey, my friend. How was, uh, how was your crazy week? Uh, still crazy. <laughs> so uh, one of these no days doubt. I'll sleep, but I can't. I always find sleep to be unproductive. I don't know. Just me, just a theory. You know um, what? How are you doing? You know what? Sleep is totally overrated. Um, I agree. I'll sleep when the house is done. I'll sleep when the house <laughs> is done, Don. I work too much, you know? Um, we've got good news on that. We actually met with a uh, talk. Well, you know, everybody's state by state, so we have to get on like a little conference call. Uh, but nothing's, you know, from the virus, nothing's being halted. They're actually moving along at breakneck pace, which is great. So, um, you know, there's some elements of the economy that are going to be impacted, of course. But then there are others that I'm like, and it's shocking, surprising how it won't be. It just won't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, uh, travel ban for Europe now, uh, temporary, but uh, but certainly that will have some impact on people's lives, but also on the economy. We're seeing cruise lines shut down, things like this. You know, uh, what do you see the overall impact, and and what do you think comes out of it? What the president announced yesterday, his plan to kind of um, you know, kind of help out that that situation a little bit going forward. You know, first on the travel ban, Don, in Florida, where we are, um, our state, you know, for now, <laughs> you know, when the house is done. The, every every case, you know, speaking with the governor's office yesterday, every case uh, is travel related, every single one. So it would have been a lot worse in Florida had those initial travel restrictions on China not been put into place. And unfortunately, they do fear that there are some people that simply have ways of getting around it, uh, or at least, you know, not we're not talking about mass amounts, but it doesn't take mass amounts in this situation. And um, secondly, what the president did uh, or the case, the most recent case announced here in my county, which we're up to two now, that's all, um, it, that is a 24-year-old female, and she just got back from Europe. I mean, she just was able, and people will be able to get home, but, uh, you know, this case is, it really, it, you know, it goes to show it's announced less than 24 hours after Trump said um, or 24 hours about, you know, after Trump said we're going we're gonna to enact this travel ban to Europe, which he took flack for. I mean, it Every time, I've got to be honest, these travel restrictions, one day we're going to look back and we're going to say to ourselves what, how many lives were saved because of these, these restrictions. And yesterday, uh, you know, I, I would like to see better communication. I'll be honest, Don, I would. I really would mm-hmm. like to see your communications for a living. You know what I'm talking about. You don't have to yep. diss Trump to criticize him. This could have been done a lot better because if you look at that plan that was uh, announced yesterday, the rollout, you know, the delivery, I agree with my, my buddy Tim. It could have been better. Uh, but the bottom line here, what's this, what, what, what does it mean, right? This was not something that they put together overnight. And even, you know, some of the people that, you know, that took their turn at the microphone, you know, look over the plan, folks. This has been something they've been working on for weeks. So while everybody was saying, what the hell is he doing? He's doing nothing. But this guy um, it has fundamentally changed how this nation will react to pandemics. And this nation was simply not equipped. It was not equipped to deal with a global mass scale pandemic like this. And uh, for those who want to compare past and present, 
Obama basically did nothing under swine flu, but let it run its course for six months. Mm-hmm. It was a massive failure. I caught the swine flu. If we have time, I would love to tell my own story, Don, because it was due to government ineptitude. It was due to the Obama administration doing nothing for six months mm-hmm. while the pandemic went through the, went through the society. You just didn't hear about it because the news coverage is vastly different than it was than it is today. So, um, I mean, I don't know how much time we got, but I'm telling you, I would love to tell you people that story. They'd be shocked about how unprepared we were for the swine flu. It just worked its way through through society, folks. That's all. It, yep. I mean, the, the, the vaccination targets were missed. The isolation failed. Isolation protocols failed. The CDC is not set up for this, and they're not set up for mass testing. The Trump administration will literally build that infrastructure from the ground up moving forward. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so yes, I would love to hear your story. Tell us. So about, it was probably about four months into, five months into uh, the the uh, H1N1. I didn't live uh, where uh, I live now, although I went to the hospital where I live now which was Malcolm Randall, and uh, it's a VA medical center. I went for something completely unrelated, and because they were overwhelmed with people who were sick or thought they were sick who needed to be tested, I was put in the room with infected patients, known infected patients. And I knew they were infected. I raised hell. My family raised hell. The ladies, you know, they did the best they could, Don, but they flatly looked at us and said, we don't have the beds. We don't have the rooms. They were supposed to move some of these people off site. It never happened. The vaccines, we don't have them. This is how this went. Because I said, if you're going to stick me in the room, vaccinate me. They didn't have it. So after about 24 hours, 48 hours, it was too late. And I began to feel sick. And they wouldn't let me go because I had a four-month-old baby. So once I was exposed, they they told my wife, take your baby home. He is not coming home. And uh, I was stuck there. And, of course, I began to feel symptoms within 48 hours. And, uh, I mean, it was no joke, Don. The swine, I was a young, healthy guy. And uh, aside from the surgery I had from, from, you know, being hurt in the Army, uh, no preexisting conditions. And uh, it was bad. My fever was above 104. I was, uh, it was, it was not good. It, It was hairy there for a second, my friend. Very hairy. Yeah. Wow, and, uh, sounds and like a yeah. Is my point avoidable? Yes, completely avoidable. Exactly. You know, I, I think here's the one thing. I, I mean, I watched Bernie Sanders. I watched him give his speech, and of course, he just tied the, the everything about the coronavirus virus magically goes away if we implement his socialist policies here. So he talked about obviously he hit on nationalized health care. Apparently, he didn't hear about the, I mean, the massive amount of cases in a country called China, where everybody has health care. Uh, latest I've heard on it is that as many as maybe 1,400 deaths in that country, and, and they have everything that Bernie wants us to have here. Talk a little bit about that, because I think that's an important aspect of all this. So the one system, because of mint- Probably people don't realize this, but to include China, we have set up a lot of CDCs around the world in foreign countries. And, uh, you know, we were the model, uh, especially for people like, you know, China, the countries like China wanted to be in the WTO, uh, wanted to become, you know, part of the uh, part of the rest of the international community. And one country that did not follow our model to the T 
with uh, bureaucratic red tape and you know overly burdensome uh, you know approval procedures was South Korea, and look at how they have contained this this pandemic compared to everybody else, right? Uh, and then you have others like Russia who just have you know basically no no cases at all, and that's because uh, I mean that's why I would argue that I, you know, some of the officials we spoke to they're right. I mean these travel restrictions work, and end of story. Um, but in any event, uh, yeah, the, the idea that you could just expand what was already broken and ineffective is ridiculous. P- yes, Trump is in charge. Yes, the bus, buck stops with him. But it is important to know that this was a, this was a government failure. In this country, uh, talk about the testings, which Dr. Fauci has repeatedly told people we're putting too much emphasis on testing. It's, it's how we should behave and act that's important right now until the testing infrastructure gets put into place. But the CDC was not prepared to do mass testing. Public health, uh, you know, whether it's countywide, statewide, they were not prepared to do it. When you go to the doctor, folks, and your doctor orders blood work or whatever test, where do you go? You go like down here. You go to a place like Quest Diagnostics. The private sector handles this. And the, someone like a Bernie or even a Biden, and their initial reaction would be, beef up government, throw a lot of money around, you know, get, get the bureaucracy flooded with cash and expand it. It would do nothing. It would not help at all. This needed to be the red tape. That needed to be cut. Those people needed to get out of the way. And it needed to be a streamlined delivery process from these testing, these testing kits needed to get to these private facilities. And it, un, unfortunately, the approval process is this guy, you know, is this company um, a licensed or approved company to conduct coronavirus tests? That's the kind of stuff that, that held all of this up. It wasn't the number of tests or how many were made or available, Don. Um, you know, there were basically millions of tests with nowhere to go. It, that's what yep. happened here. Yeah, exactly. We've talked a lot on the show. We talk about voter enthusiasm, but we also talk about uh, consumer enthusiasm. And this is something that I think I had some concern about when I watch uh, the, the endless nonstop coverage of all this stuff and, the, you know, the whole chicken little skies falling kind of stuff. And what does this do to the consumer and their enthusiasm about the economy going forward, which is always a big factor in how the economy actually performs going forward. So as I went around, Rich, I talked to a lot of people in the Detroit area yesterday, and most people were just like, oh, I'm sick and tired of hearing about this, just nonstop. I think it's yeah. a bunch of hype. Uh, wash your hands. But, yeah, I mean, those are things you should be doing anyway. But let's talk about this a little bit because I did find a few people who were concerned. What is this doing? Because it's been, again, nonstop wall-to-wall coverage of all this stuff in the doom and gloom. What is this doing to consumer sentiment when it comes to how do they feel about the economy right now? Right. So this is why we left this up above the fold. The real danger here, we'll have closures done. We'll have, uh, you know, suspending of cruises and, and flights. Uh, but the real danger here is to the consumer, right? So if we really panic the consumer and they start to hoard money, uh, that's where we're in a lot of trouble. I mean, we, despite the change in the economy structurally that we've been seeing, this is still a vast majority consumer-driven uh, economy, right? So on consumer sentiment, the initial reading that came out for uh, the month of March, it, we, we lost five points. The good news is uh, that that's still strong. That's a high level for any other administration. They would have given their left arm to have a consumer sentiment levels this high still. So we were at 101. We dropped a little bit just below uh, 96. The good news is, is that most of the consumers, do, they view this, they understand this as a temporary event, right? And that the, uh, the initial reaction 
they're just not engaging. We're not engaging. We're not seeing uh, concern among consumers like we did before the Great Recession. And that largely, as Richard Curtin, who runs the Survey of Consumers, said, that's largely because people do see this. There's two reasons. One, people see this as a temporary event. And two, they still do have confidence, despite the media coverage. This is astonishing. They still do have confidence in the administration's ability to handle this, uh, this pandemic, which is – think about that alone right now. It's incredible, right? It really is. And amazingly, when you ask them a little bit further out, so most of the time we focus on the six-month outlook. How do you think you're going to feel in six months or next year? If you look at the longer-term outlook – People actually had a a higher favorability, a higher degree of optimism toward how this was going to shake out in the long haul, which is really – it's great. Here's the danger, though. The danger is that the the steps that we have to take um, that are the most effective containment efforts, widespread closures, self-isolation. This is all in the article. People should go read it. Unfortunately, they do have the most negative impact on the economy. So I do think for how long this thing takes to go through our system, not really how hard it hits it, but how long it takes to go through our system. So if the NBA opens up again in a few weeks, Don, you know, if Apple, Apple has already reopened all of their stores in China, if that happens here in a couple of weeks, then I think we'll see this, uh, you know, this, well, we will see this pass, folks. It will pass. And again, come fall, just like any other uh, disease, any other pathogen that makes its way through society, you'll see a resurgence in the fall again, uh, but then it will taper off and the society will work. It's, you know, we'll find out what antibodies, how long they last, but eventually the population will deal with this, you know, and this will be a great learning experience for us because there are much, much more deadly diseases than the coronavirus. And I don't want to minimize it, but the coronavirus is dangerous to a specific population. There are pandemics out there that are dangerous to everybody. And, uh, you know, we we really have to learn from this experience and go forward. And right now, thank God, the consumer is strong, Don. They still remain strong. Yeah, and, and that's that's good news. That's great news, I think, for, for the recovery from this thing. And I, I, I hope this is a short-term thing. I think many people do as well. Um, but everybody should be checking out peoplespunditdaily.com to get more information, keep up to date. As keeping up with the, with the confidence levels of the consumer is a huge thing. Also, keeping up with voter enthusiasm big is big as well. So, Rich, always great to have you on the program. Thanks for your time today and great story. And uh, we'll do this again next week. Yeah, everybody, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me back, Don. Everybody, do what do what everybody tells you to do. Wash your hands, keep your distance. We'll get through it. We will. All right. Talk to you next week, my friend. All right, Rich Barris, everybody, peoplesplanetdaily.com. You know, one thing, just to, you know, I saw a lot of people on the plane, and uh, there were a number of people who had the masks on and things like this. Uh, One lady gets on the plane. um, She's got this mask on her face, and you could tell this mask had been like, I don't know, it it had been wearing it for quite some time, let me put it that way. Uh, It was hardly even white anymore. That might be a little, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not trying to give you a doctor advice here, but that might not be the best way to handle this thing because you probably, you might be better off just getting the coronavirus because God knows what you'll get from wearing that thing around. So be a little careful about that kind of stuff too. Masks aren't something that are, uh, you know, it, it lasts six months or something like that. So just a little comment, something that I noticed while traveling, um, and I think it's important to keep an eye on all those kind of things as well. You know, one of the things that, that I see going on here, and this kind of 
this kind of bothers me. And there's a, we always talk as we watch these these candidates and we watch a lot of things um, that happen that are just kind of really bizarre. And this was one of them this week. I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, this yeah happened earlier in the week here. So former Warren Elizabeth Warren staffers they were showing off tattoos. So so they get tattoos because the their campaign is over and and they've dropped out. Now I think Elizabeth Warren is going to hold on to those delegates she has. I think she's playing a a little game of kiss my ring. Um, ultimately, ultimately I don't see any way that she can align with Bernie Sanders. And I think she's given a few clues on that, but still going to hold out and see what she can get on this thing. But these these tattoos. This this was a really bizarre story. If you did not hear about this, and you probably didn't because everybody's talking about other things. But here's the story. This is from TheBlaze.com. Two former staffers for Senator, Senator Elizabeth Warren didn't expect the intense online blowback from proudly showing off their tattoos to commemorate their time on her failed presidential campaign. Many saw the tattoos as far too similar to the tattoos forced upon Jewish captives by the Nazis during World War II. If you did not hear about this story, then you obviously probably also did not uh, see the actual picture of these tattoos, and it's exactly what it was. It was the same type of tattoo that they put on Jewish people held in concentration slash death camps. The insensitivity on the left, and this goes to this whole thing. So there's a lot of talk from the left about how uh, uh, you know everything is sexist, and so like President Trump, right? Everything's about sexism and racism, and and they are the party of the diverse. Look at who their two candidates are that are left in the race. Now, you say, well, wait a minute. There's three candidates left, and there are the third one's name is Tulsi Gabbard. Um, they don't like her. In fact, they despise this woman, the only female left in the race. Uh, all we heard from Hillary Clinton in 2016 was he had to elect a woman president, the country's ready, breaking the glass ceiling. But they can't stand Tulsi Gabbard. And they feel perfectly okay that it's absolutely not a problem for them to sit here and trash her, call her all kinds of horrific things that if the president said any one of those things, of course it would be nonstop media coverage. But they're not going to do that. So the big diverse party, the big tent party, is no more. And it hasn't been for quite some time. But they feel perfectly okay. They may, the insensitivity, the lack of self-awareness is the biggest thing that I've noticed. And I would say, I would date this back to the election of Barack Obama, where these people felt emboldened. They've turned into, it's all about, what am I entitled to? Again, I, need a, I get a free education, I get free health care, I get free everything. I mean, they're even talking about free daycare, free free everything. They feel entitled. They're completely insensitive. They have zero, and I mean this, they have zero self-awareness of their own situation. And uh, to watch this is really, really interesting to me as somebody who kind of watches society, especially as it plays into politics and how they kind of co-mingle with each other. So uh, this was like incredible. The fact that they could do this Get these tattoos. Have they never seen? Did they learn nothing about World War II? Do they have no history knowledge whatsoever to do this and be surprised? I think that's the bigger part of the story that they were surprised that people went. Um, that's like incredibly massively insensitive to me. That's the modern day Democratic Party, and I think again, it's why we're going to have four more years of President Donald Trump. Do the Joe Biden's not running on anything. He's running on the same platform that Hillary Clinton ran on, orange man bad. Well, I don't think that's going to work out this time. 
So it is time for our weekly Vets in the Fight sit rep now. Uh, my apologies. I got this last night. I thought I put the file together with the music in the front and the back, but I didn't. So this is just straight into the sit rep. This is by our friends at Special Operations Speaks and Vets in the Fight. Hello, all you Vets in the Fight. This is David Miller with your weekly Special Operations Speaks Vets in the Fight sit rep. Our prayers go out to the families of Gunnery Sergeant Diego de Pongo, 34, of Simi Valley, California, and Captain Moses A. Navas, 34, of Germantown, Maryland. Both were assigned to the 2nd Marine Raider Battalion, Marine Forces Special Operations Command, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. In the face of spreading COVID-19 and all the other health threats out there, we pray and hope that all veterans and their families are safe and in good health. We intend for this SITREP to help veterans and their families with some useful information. Please check with the Center for Disease Control at cdc.gov and va.gov. Also, your local health departments for updates. Now, the VA Secretary Robert Wilkie has said that the coronavirus, COVID-19 safety, is a top priority when he spoke at the American Legion Winter Conference March 10th in Washington, D.C. Quote, we are making sure that those who come to us are screened. Wilkie also said the VA is limiting visitors to its community living centers or nursing homes. We need to do that to make sure that those who use VA are protected, that they are cared for. We will get over this, and we will make sure everything is done to protect those who have done so much for our country. Also, the Veterans Administration has made visiting your doctor much easier and safer to get back to health with virtual care through MyHealthEVET and the VA Video Connect app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Virtual care means that you can contact your VA provider and healthcare team through secure messaging or receive treatment by telephone or video. Any veteran who qualifies to receive VA care and lives in the U.S. is eligible to use virtual care. This is a very smart way to stay in touch with your VA healthcare provider and eliminates the risk of exposing yourself or others to infectious diseases. To begin this service using an iPhone or iPad, download the free VA Video Connect iOS app from the Apple App Store. The session will launch automatically in the app after the session link is selected from the email invitation. No app is needed for personal computers, laptops, Mac OS, and Android. The session will launch automatically in your web browser after the session link is selected from the email invitation. You can also call the National Technology Help Desk at 866-651-3180 or 703-234-4483. Those numbers again, 866-651-3180 or 703-234-4483. VA also offers a Vocational Rehabilitation and Employment, or VR&E, program available now through a telecounseling service, which is available on any web-enabled device with a webcam and microphone, your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. If you're enrolled, this service allows you to meet with your counselor virtually through VA Video Connect. There's no need to download specialized software or obtain unique usernames and passwords. Access to a scheduled counseling session is obtained through a unique link sent directly to you and is valid for that counseling session only. The service can reduce travel costs and time and improves your access to necessary VR&E services. If interested, contact your counselor as soon as possible. 
the VA has made significant improvements over the last three years due to diligent work by the Trump administration and employees who really do care about us. Go to VA.gov, set up an account if you haven't already done so, and access the benefits you've earned. Your local veteran service offices are there to help you as well. Ours here in Moore County, North Carolina, are well-trained and ready to help with many services, including disability claims, survivors' benefits claims, enrollment into the VA medical system, requesting service records, and much, much more. The local offices exist to bridge the sometimes convoluted VA system. So take advantage of what they have to offer. Lastly, if you left the military with training and schooling experience in the medical field, the VA may have a position for you. There's a shortage of nurses and psychologists, and the VA is recruiting to help fill the gaps in treating veterans in a professional and timely manner. If you have worked for the VA for at least a year, you may qualify for scholarships to advance your career. Indeed, the past three years have seen many improvements. There's much to be done still, but it looks as though we're on the right path. Go to blogs.va.gov for more information. This is David Miller for Special Operations Speaks and Vets in the Fight Everywhere. May God keep and bless our exceptional republic. Deo Presso Libre. Have you ever been frustrated when you go to the doctor and are asked to fill out forms over and over again? And you're asked for information that you don't remember, or you have to submit the same form to multiple organizations. And each time you are asked to fill out the same form by hand. What about filling out business or legal forms, all manually? Maybe you've spent a lot of time filling out a form, made sure that everything is correct, and oops, the person who re-entered the data into the computer system made several mistakes. Why couldn't you do it from home in advance, where you could find all of the necessary documents? Now you can at formateer.com. The next time you need a form filled out, the information can be found right at your fingertips. If you're an individual, you may find some forms ready to use on formateer.com, or we may be able to create a custom form for you at a very low cost or no cost at all. If you're a small business, Formateer.com will be happy to create a set of forms or a complete data entry solution for your business needs. If you're a business that provides software, IT solutions, or both to another business, Formateer.com has a great solution for you as well. Our parent company, RenderX, provides software and solutions to a very diversified group, from individuals to Fortune 500 companies. Even the United States government budget is formatted with RenderX software. With Formateer.com, customers can fill out forms from their homes in advance when and where they have all the required information, or they can edit information that has changed if they filled out the form previously. No writing for them, no data re-entry for you. Form filling solutions for businesses or individuals at Formateer.com. That's Formateer.com. And here is our newly remodeled hotel business center. Lobby disk drive computer, dot matrix printer, and modem. Modem? That's right. Dial up. Hello. Need a new way to work when you're on the road? Regis has over 1,100 professional business lounges. Access to meeting rooms with video conference studios. Private offices you can book by the hour or day. And a mobile app to find Regis locations. Regis is the new way to work. Call now and get two months free. Your mom's got your back. Your friends have your back. Your dog's definitely got your back. But who's got your back when you need legal help? We do. We're LegalZoom. And over the last 10 years, we've helped millions of people protect their families and run their businesses. 
We have the right people on hand to answer your questions, backed by a trusted network of attorneys. So visit us today for legal help you can count on. LegalZoom. Legal help is here. This is Don Smith from The Don Smith Show. As a conservative talk show host, there is one undeniable truth. Nobody is more uplifting and inspiring than the Democrats. I've always envied them for this. In fact, one could almost say with the new crop that has just come into Congress, they light up our lives. The world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. means call me a radical maybe we shouldn't be eating a hamburger for breakfast lunch and dinner is it okay to still have children I just pity you for your role in history right now. At least I'm not trying to cage children in the border and inject them with drugs. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery. You're listening to The Don Smith Show, where it's okay to be a conservative. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're having a great Saturday so far. Coming up again in just a little bit, my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, and also congressional candidate for the first district in the great state of Pennsylvania, Mr. Andy Meehan, will join me in just a few minutes. So, you know, all the stuff that we're talking about, I think it's important that we keep in mind uh, consumer confidence remains high. We actually, I would say it's a little real high, again, talking about the people pushing three carts around full of uh, toilet paper. Um, again, maybe a little excessive just saying. So we look at everything going on in, in the country right now. The big thing is keep focused on this election. I think that's the most important thing. And I think there's an element to that in all of this coverage and every, all the hysteria and the hype and all the things that we're seeing. Uh, certainly there, there is part of that media play in there as well. And uh, just it's dangerous stuff. I mean, I really believe it is. I think it's pushing people to uh, panic more than they need to. And what is it, I think when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, I think it's an orange man bad thing. And um, we all see how that all plays out. So, you know, I don't know. That's the way it works out. And, and we'll see that going forward. I'm sure uh, they're going to ramp it up. Once things, as things get better and as we, we start to get past this thing, they're going to constantly remind us, oh, no, it's not, not uh, totally good right now. And um, one of the things, 
that I think we're seeing right now is this this anti-law enforcement. And that's one of the things I find most concerning right now. We see the media all playing into this as well. And I know, you know, it doesn't matter if you're talking about the local sheriffs, if you're talking about uh, what, what you're talking about, but just look at how they're talking about ICE, right? And ICE is supposed to just sit there and they're supposed to take it. They're supposed to do the George W. Bush thing, right? Where people throw shoes at you and you just smile at them uh, and you don't fight back and the media sits around and they laugh at you and they mock you. And um, one guy who's, who's not doing that, who's not playing into all this, and he is the ICE chief. So, so here's a story. This is foxnews.com. In an interview with Fox News this week, the head of Immigration and Customs Enforcement ripped into Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot for her response to the sexual assault of a three-year-old girl, allegedly at the hands of an illegal immigrant who had been sprung from custody by the city's sanctuary policies. The Democratic mayor had attempted to shift the blame to ICE in the aftermath. I think it's the height of hypocrisy, acting ICE director Matthew Elbins told Fox News. I can tell you. I've been firsthand trying to work with the city of Chicago for the better part of a decade to get them to cooperate with us so we can get criminals off the street. See, there's a lot of people, I think, that still don't understand the significance, the significance of uh, sanctuary city policies and, and what it really means. Because really what you're doing here is you're putting illegal immigrants, people who are in this country illegally to begin with, already committed a crime. They can say it's a civil matter and you can argue all that stuff. It's illegal to enter this country without permission, without a reason to be here um, and doing it the right way. Uh, obviously, running across the border is not the right way. But, but what, the, what this is, is that this is diminishing the citizens of this country. This has everything in the world to do with why Donald Trump is the president, right? Because... He puts America first. Uh, one, of, one of the parts of Bernie's speech, the don't listen to politicians, then went on for 39 more minutes to tell you why you should listen to him, because uh, apparently he doesn't consider himself a politician. But this is, this, is, this is what they do. I mean, they diminish the American people. They say, well, well these are human beings, too, and, these are, and, and you shouldn't worry about America first. And so in Bernie's speech, what he said is, don't just, don't just look out for yourself. Don't just look out for your family. Now, okay. So you could take that and you could say, right, we shouldn't all just be selfish and not care about anybody. When you get on a plane, so mentioned earlier that I just got off one here just a few hours ago, what do they show you when they give you the instru uh, instructional stuff? Right? You all know this in case of a water landing. In case of a water landing, let's face it, I think um, – yeah, we all know how that ends. Uh, or, you know, you, you, so you need your life preserver. You're going to get into one of these rafts. Unless you're on the plane with Sully Solenberg, you know, chances are it's not going to quite play out that way. But here's the point. that This is the important part of this. When the oxygen masks come down, so you're sitting there and you've got your kids with you, what do they tell you? They tell you to put your own mask on first before you assist anyone else. Now, is that selfish? Because if you think about it, it's really the same thing as America first. That we don't care about other trees. It's not that we're selfish. It's that we're going to look after our own citizens first, right? I mean, this isn't complicated. So it's not a selfish thing that if you're in a plane and the oxygen mask drops down, that you put your own on first so that you're capable of helping other people. That's the point of it. Not selfish. Not, uh, it's, it doesn't make you a bad person in any way, shape, or form. Uh, that's how it works. I don't want to tell you. So when I heard that in, in Bernie's speech, I just went, wow, this is the contrast. 
So if you're if you're a sanctuary city, you don't put you, you're not putting your mask on first. You're putting a mask on everybody else who maybe shouldn't even have a mask, but okay, whatever they are, human beings. I get that argument. I understand all that stuff. But let's make sure that the American citizens that you're responsible for, that you're responsible for protecting their livelihoods and their, and their well, in this case, their lives, let's make sure they have masks first, right? Doesn't that make sense? But this isn't what's playing out. What's playing out is we should actually do more for people here illegally than we should for our own citizens, right? They're getting all the free, they're getting all the free things that if you or I were to get those things, it would have to pass through Congress. There would have to be a law written and it would have to, right? No, they just get them. They just get them. It's a sanctuary city. So here you are. You're illegally in this country. You commit a crime. You get the ultimate protection. If you're an American citizen, you commit a crime. When you get out of jail, you get out of prison, when you get back, when you reenter society, there is a black mark on you. There just is. Is it fair? I believe it is because, you know, okay, so you did the crime. Now you served your time, um, but you still committed the crime. The, serving the time doesn't mean that you didn't murder somebody, you didn't, yeah, well, whatever the case is, drunken driving, yeah, whatever the situation is, you did something wrong. So there will be some kind of repercussions that may follow you around for a number of years, in some cases, the rest of your lives. Not if, not if you're here illegally. If you're here illegally, you get sheltered. You get special protection. There's no black mark. There's no, and guess what most criminals do when they do reenter society? It's the recidivism rate is pretty high. So many of them, because they are criminals, which is why they were in jail in the first place or prison, will recommit crimes. It's just the way it works. The story goes on. The city's controversial sanctuary city policies, in which local law enforcement ignore detainer requests from ICE that they be notified. They're just asking to say, hey, let us know that you're letting a criminal illegally in the country out that they be notified when arrested illegal immigrants are released from custody have come under renewed scrutiny after one of those sprung from custody was arrested last month for allegedly sexually assaulting a three-year-old girl in a bathroom. They are going to go out of their way to protect a child molester over, over the three-year-old girl. Just think about this for a minute. They have more interest in protecting the rights, which you really don't have. When you enter, go enter Germany or uh, any, any other country. Go enter that country illegally. and go, into, go across the border, southern border into Mexico. See how many rights you have. You're not getting a driver's license. You're not getting special protection if you commit a crime. You're getting deported. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty cut and dry for all of these countries. ICE had lodged a detainer in June against Christopher Pointe, who has had several felony convictions and a prior removal. After he deportation, why are we changing the language on everything? Removal? No, he was deported. Okay, let's call it what it is anyway. And a prior removal after he was arrested for theft. But Chicago ignored the request and released him anyway. He was arrested again last month for the alleged assault of a three-year-old girl in a bathroom. According to ABC7 Chicago, prosecutors said the attack happened after the little girl's father took his son and daughter to the men's bathroom at a fast food restaurant, taking the boy into a stall but leaving the girl outside. Prosecutors say Puente then motioned for the girl to enter his stall. I'm not even going to read. I'm not even going to read what happened there. Let's, here's the point. But Lightfoot asked 
Lightfoot asked about the policies that prevented the man from being removed from the country long ago, stood by the policies, and shifted the blame to ICE. They're critical because we have said very clearly we are a welcoming city. Wow, that sounds fantastic. A sanctuary city. Chicago Police Department will not cooperate with ICE on any immigration-related business, she said, when asked about the case. And that's affected their ability to conduct immigration raids across the city. But that's exactly our intention. We have to make sure that our police department is seen as a legitimate force in all our communities. So if you protect your citizens, what does it say on a police cars? Does it say to protect people here illegally or does it say to serve and protect? See, I think it says to serve and protect. And I think what that may, uh, means, or at least it used to mean, it means you protect the American people. That's what it means. But apparently, not according to Mayor Lightfoot, um, pretty interesting stuff there. But th- this is what we're seeing. I find it very disturbing. Uh, where does it end, right? I mean, we've seen calls to abolish ICE. Where does this end? Because I'm really not sure where it ends. It doesn't seem like it's going to end well, and uh, typically it won't. Liberal policies, just period, they don't end well. That's just the bottom line. So I think we've got a a little mix-up here with Andy Meehan, again, running for the 1st Congressional District in the great state of Pennsylvania. You can check out Meehan2020.com for more on him. So I'm going to actually shift right into our CPAC interview with Mr. Mike Lindell. This is a a great conversation I thought we had. A guy was completely exhausted when he sat down with me, but uh, gave a great interview. He got really excited about the president's policies, what it means for the country, and he's got just an amazing story. So here is my sit-down at CPAC just a few weeks back with Mr. Mike Lindell. Well, it's a real pleasure to be joined by Mr. Mike Lindell right now. Mike, welcome to the Don Smith Show. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's great to have you here. Let's talk about this. We're we're seeing a soaring economy right now. Had a little bit of a rough week here. I think coronavirus had a little bit of an impact on that. Uh, Not a little bit. It had the only impact. It did. It did. But talk about this. You're a business guy. You're an entrepreneur. We're seeing a president take this economy to new heights. Talk about how that affects you. Well, I'm seeing finally businesses all around me that are doing what I was doing anyway with my pillow. They're jobs, you know, jobs that became careers. It's an employee's market. You can finally, if you want to switch jobs to something you're passionate about, or go out and take a chance as an entrepreneur on a on a invention or a business, you can always fall back to a great paying job. I didn't have that luxury back then, you know. And I, it's, I, I love seeing this. I love seeing that, you know, wages are rising. Even in corporate America, you know, now you don't have to work 60, 70 hours a week because the guy above you is getting all the credit. You can say, hey, I want to you to treat me fairly or I'm going somewhere else. Because I'll tell you right now, you better, anyone out there that isn't shifting, he took the fear out of our jobs, you know. He took fear. Our president took this. There's no more fear. You know, it's just amazing. And this... This stock market thing, you know, that's going to pass. It's going to break 30000 by the end of the year. Easy. Yeah. You know. Let's talk about this because I know one issue that's really important to you. You've got an amazing story, by the way, and you are such an inspiration to so many here. I'm watching you. You're a rock star here, Mike. <laughs> that's awesome. But let's talk about this because we're seeing some crazy stuff on the left when it comes to uh, right to life and it comes to pro-life kind of things. This is an issue that's really important to you. Talk a little bit well, about it, that. There's, there's always been crazy stuff out there over there, but now it's like it's now it's to me and it's not when you talk about the left i believe even you know middle center there those 
the Democrats, or the, 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 the old traditional Democrats, they're seeing this stuff. They're not the ones doing that. It's this voice, this way far left that's going, everything has to be categorized. Boy, if you're, if you're pro-choice, you're on the left. If you're, if you're for all these gender problems, you're on the left. If you, you know, everything's got to be on the left. And then, you know, for me, it was easy then to pick where I'm going because all my Christian values happen to fall in this common sense new party the president's put together. This conservative, I can't help where my, you know, like I, even now, you know, these things that are going on, though, even in my home state of Minnesota, the president just made me the chairman of the Minnesota campaign for him. And I'm so happy because I want to do this. It's like the movie Armageddon when, when uh, Bruce Willis says, the daughter says, how come you got to go do it? He says, because I don't trust anyone else to do it right. I'm going to win Minnesota. I'm going to help, help the president win Minnesota because, you know, we have Omar there. And that's everyone says, well, why don't you get rid of her? You know, she, oh, boy, I hope we get rid of her. How'd she get voted? She, she's our best asset because she's waking up the rest of us. All the people in Minnesota are going, what? So this socialism and stuff that they're talking about in the, in the Democratic Party, you know who's going to wake them up on that is the Democrats themselves are going to go, are you kidding? You kids, you guys, socialism isn't being social having a cup of coffee. This is very serious stuff you're talking about here. And you bet it's dangerous territory is what it is. And it's, uh, it's scary. It really is. Yeah. And I want to talk about this a little bit because one of the things that we're seeing, we mentioned, talk briefly about the coronavirus. We've gotten a lot of manufacturing here that is overseas now. It's been driven over there by some, uh, many of these policies that, that have come from the left. Right. Your products are made in America. Right. Except for one. I, my sheets aren't because we don't have any more weavers or spinners here, so it's impossible to make sheets in the U.S. It'd be like having a diamond mill. You don't have them here. You know what I mean? So there, but everything I can make here, I do make here. And I'll tell you what, any entrepreneur that even before... I would never have it any other way. Making stuff overseas isn't what it's cracked up to be. By the time you get it shipped over here by boat, your money's tied up for 120 days or 90 to 120 days. What if your footprint changes? Or what if you get the product and it's not what you, it's not what, oh, this isn't what I expected. What are you going to do? You've just lost an opportunity. Or what if your footprint changes and you need them sooner? Then you're air shipping them in. You didn't save any money. It's a... Uh, I like it. I can watch my friends and family right there on the lines employed, all these careers at my pillow. I love it watching every pillow that goes off that line is one I would use myself. I view each and every customer like my only customer. And that, you know, like as if and every employee like it was my only employee. And that's the way every every US business and I want to say one more thing. When you talk about that, by a company staying here and if a company when they when they were leaving our country Let's say a snowmobile company, they left, the ones that did the fasteners left, the one that did the seats left. It might take a total of 20,000 workers with it when a company was only maybe 1,000. But now it's working in reverse the other way. You're, they're coming back. The president's got them coming back. They're coming across, and they're getting back here, and, we've got, and we're going to be where we already are. We're going down. I believe in the next five years, you have two things left. Get God back in our schools, and then I believe addiction is the opportunity in history for the biggest revival ever. And because who's looking for hope more than addicts and their families? And addiction affects every single one of us, no matter how many forks you eat with. So that's where I'm real passionate about. And the president's done so many things to the first lady. For, for addicts out there, the first thing you do is stop, you know, him building that wall. You've got to get to stop the drugs from coming in. And then you've got to get people the right help. 
and take the bureaucracy out of it so you don't have to go to four years college to, to counsel an addict. I want an addict that's been through it, that's been an addict, he gets through it. I want that guy to be my counselor. That's my hope. Yeah, absolutely. So, so this brings us full circle around to America first. Yeah. The policies that we're seeing, the tax cuts which are bringing businesses yeah. back, the trade deals right. that are making it better for the American people. Absolutely. You're talking about your employees in the great state of Minnesota right, right. Who, are, who are now doing, you know, uh, really... 1,600 employees, uh, you know, that they... I look outside my door and I see, but I see... What I've seen when I came out of addiction in 2009 and 10, I've seen a president giving money to an evil empire, all my friends were unemployed, losing their houses. It was horrible. I go, what did I miss when I was an addict? Now I see, you know, I met the president in a private meeting in the summer of 16. Uh, we talked about all these great things he, would, he had, had planned and these promises. Now I can tell my friends, they said, you see, I told you so. This man has one, he doesn't have any other agenda other than help each and every one of us better our lives and make this the greatest country in history where a guy like me could be a, a former crack addict sitting next to the President of the United States in the White House. My friends see that and they said, wow. With God, all things are possible. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Lindell, you are such an inspiration to me, to my listeners, to this country, for, for the Thank right you. way, for doing things the right way. And I love your products. I, I <laughs> can't tell you how much I appreciate your time here, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your CPAC. Thanks. And I've got a new book out, If Everyone Wants Some Hope. It's my memoir. All the money's going for my, uh, my uh, addiction network. And it's called What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO? You can get that at mystore.com. That's another one of my platforms for entrepreneurs to put up their great products to protect you from the giants out there that are copying our good old entrepreneurs and, and stealing their ideas. Well, thank you for everything thank you do, and thanks for being on the Don right, Fish Show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. All right. That was my sit-down with Mike Lindell. What an amazing story. What an amazing man. Uh, super nice guy and just had a great time talking with him. So I hope you enjoyed that as well. Sound quality a little better than when we played uh, live at CPAC. So hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, great story. Great guy. Great products. Um, the guy's a rock star walking around CPAC, and it's kind of fun to watch. And uh, I think the guy's very deserving of that and uh, fantastic stuff. So, you know, one of the things, we're going to close the show out here in just a little bit. Folks, I'm running out of gas. I apologize for that, but uh, we're going to close it at the bottom of the hour here in just a few minutes. But I want to talk about one thing before I go, because this is really important. So you've got Joe Biden now on the left, because, we, again, we've got to stay focused on this election. We've got to stay focused on what's in front of us, not be distracted. Uh, the Pelosi's of the world and all, uh, all the candidates, they want us distracted on all these other things, i.e. coronavirus, uh, stock market crash, economies tanking. This is what's killing them is the economy is strong. It's as strong as it's been in my lifetime. So uh, don't let them distract you. Stay focused on this. But here's one thing I found really interesting this week. You have a lot of people. So if you've noticed on the media, when people talk about the gaps of Joe Biden, which have gone far beyond. I mean, everybody knew that Joe Biden was a gap machine. He always has been. Even when he was a young senator, he was gaff prone. Always has been. So they knew he brought that to the table. But this has been completely different. We played some of those clips earlier, and uh, yeah, nothing to do with the coronavirus. But everybody's been defending him. And what they always do, and we've talked about this in the program, uh, every single show there's a point where we talk about this. The media always turns it around about how conservatives react. So something's wrong on the left, uh, you know, wh whatever the story is, it doesn't matter what the story is. It's always about how the right reacts to it, because then they don't have to address. 
the real issues. So Hillary Clinton, all the things with her, the Bosnia thing, the uh, private email server, it was all about how we react, how we talk about it, how we say awful, horrible things when they do awful, horrible things. But this happened just the other night, and I thought this was really interesting because somebody kind of broke the mold here, and, and he's done it before on a lot of other issues as well. Not a fan, but um, when he, I'll give him a kudos when he does these things. So here's the story. Again, this one is also from FoxNews.com. Joe Biden has solidified his position as the Democratic frontrunner after recent primary wins, but still has some personal issues to work on, real-time host Bill Maher said Friday night. During the show's panel discussion, Maher began by praising Biden for his remarks on the coronavirus outbreak following President Trump's much-criticized Oval Office address. But Maher insisted that Biden continue to act as a shadow president, since we don't have a real one. The comedian later pivoted to Tuesday's primary elections, where he acknowledged Biden has been kicking butt in the primaries. There's going to be a debate on Sunday. They moved it to Washington, and there's no live audience, barely two live candidates. Marr choked. What they are debating about is, at this point, why are we having this exercise? Because I feel like I can only hurt Uncle Joe, which plainly, look, I know he could do the job, but he's a little cuckoo himself. He went on to talk about, because everybody's been praising Biden, right? You saw this confrontation with this worker in Detroit. Um, yeah, I told him he was full of, you know what, uh, told him he doesn't know what he's talking about, told him he didn't work for him, uh, and just told him to quit being a horse's rear end. He said it differently. These are the people who have been talking about President Trump not being presidential, Right. So this is the first break that I've seen on this, because all I've seen so far is, oh, it proves he's a fighter. It proves he's, he really cares. It proves this. It proves that. No, it proves that he's like out of control, and it proves that he's, well, let's say it, a jerk. So I want to thank my guest, Andy. Well, Andy, me and it will reschedule him. I want to thank my guest, Richard Barris from peoplespunditdaily.com, and also a great interview with Mike Lindell. More importantly, want to thank each and every one of you you definitely want to be here next saturday at noon eastern time for a brand new show we'll have some amazing interviews so everybody stay safe wash your hands listen to the advice but don't panic don't freak out this is america we are going to be just fine so everybody have a fantastic weekend uh, i'm going to get some little bit of downtime here and hopefully i'll have one as well i know i will so we will see you back here next saturday at noon eastern time everybody have an amazing weekend Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.